Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 199. The State of the Hobby Survey 2020, recorded live on Thursday, February 13th, 2020. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Dustin Thomas. N8RMA, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week, uh, we didn't have a show. I had to uh, work, I had to announce uh, uh, my one Thursday night basketball game of the season. So um, there wasn't a show last week if you missed us, uh, but the week before, uh, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, was here to talk about Newsline's Bill Pasternak's birthday bash. It was a special event. I uh, was able to run about an hour of that, and uh, we had several people from the Newsline staff and, and friends of uh, Newsline on the air last weekend. It was a lot of fun. So uh, if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com. Or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, or you can catch the rebroadcast over on WTWW Shortwave, that's 5085 AM, on Saturday evenings at about 6.30 PM Eastern Time. Uh, Next week, February 20th, it's episode number 200 of ham talk live we'll take a look back at the first 199 episodes have some fun we have a lot of fabulous prizes icom sent us some swag bags to give away tower electronics sent uh, some uh, good prizes including pl259s power poles all kinds of stuff and ldg electronics is going to give away a 200 dollars tuner in honor of the 200th episode so Be sure to tune in live next week, February 20th, and you might just be a winner. Now, tonight, uh, we do have a new phone number. We're unleashing a a new phone number here. That's going to be our our new permanent phone number. Um, If you've been following the show for a while, you know that that we've gone through issues with Skype and, and other systems and and things work for a while and so uh thanks to marty nn1c for rebuilding the phone system yet again and we've we've got a new phone number that we're going to start using and um we don't have the hold music there yet uh to where you can listen to the show while you're on hold you're just going to get some uh some random music when you call in, but but supposedly everything and and we've tested this out. It, it's going to put everybody on hold, so when you call, you'll hear music, and then you'll be in line, and it will send everybody in uh, first come first served um, on the show. So we're going to try that out. So we have a new phone number. So let me give you the new phone number so you can. Write that down and have that ready to go. It's 
859-982-7373. And so uh, we're going to put that on the air tonight. We've been testing it out, and everything seems to be working fine. Famous last words, of course. But um, I think we've got it all figured out except for the hold music, and we're going to get that too. So um, 982-7373, and the area code is 859 um, for calling in tonight and from now on, hopefully. So uh, you can also uh, get a hold of us on Twitter if you'd rather type. Um, it's at ham talk live on Twitter. And so we're going to talk to Dustin for a little bit and then, uh, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and then we'll announce when it's time to call in and ask your questions with Dustin. So we'll be back to do that right after this word from tower electronics right here on ham talk live. Is this getting serious? I think so. Well, how do you feel about it? Just imagine if you hadn't run out of PL259s. Just imagine if your connectors weren't from Tower Electronics. Consider the sophisticated quality of connectors from Tower Electronics. Their silver-plated end connectors are so good, they've even been used on the International Space Station. I'm not so sure why I ever used any other PL259s. Mine are better. Besides, you deserve the best. You know I love you. Don't be caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. Or call 920-435-2973. They also have ham sticks, mobile antennas, and meters, too. See the whole catalog. Go to pl-259.com. Tower Electronics, the ham's dime store since 1978. We're not sure what's up with the fifth dentist, but four out of five dentists recommend listening to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. Their HamFest schedule coming up uh, February 22nd. They'll be at the Dalton, Georgia HamFest. And then March 7th, they'll be in Cave City, Kentucky. And you can visit them anytime, anywhere at pl-259.com. Well, tonight, our guest is Dustin Thomas, N8RMA. He was first licensed in... 2014 and upgraded to general in 2015 he's a member of several clubs including the mall city contest group which focuses on radio sport and he's a member of the young amateurs radio club or yark which is a group focused on bringing up the next generation of radio amateurs he's also a member of the kalamazoo amateur radio club and the southwest michigan amateur radio team he enjoys contesting and working dx and spent uh much of his youth participating in Boy Scouts. Uh, he's an Eagle Scout and a member of Order of the Arrow. And professionally, he's a senior analyst for Stryker um, that specializes in enterprise architecture, uh, where um, you align technology with business strategy, um, evaluate some organizational capabilities, and Identify areas for risk and growth. So that kind of rolls over to what we're talking about tonight. Um, identifying some areas for risk and for growth. Uh, because we're going to talk about this state of the hobby survey that uh, Dustin has been doing for a few years now. So Dustin, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on the show and for the uh, warm introduction. Yeah, it's been, it's been good to talk to you. And actually, uh, I, I got around to asking you to be on the show because 
I needed some statistics. <laughs> and so we were working on some, some youth on the air stuff. And, and I was uh, reading, um, actually, it was uh, the, the Telegram group over in IARU Region 1, uh, where one of the young hams over there had to do a presentation. I think he was from Italy, if I remember right. He had to do a presentation, and he got on there and said, okay, I need everybody to tell me how many young hams you have in your country. And I'm going, uh, 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 uh well, let's see. Let me start counting. And I'm like, wait a minute. That, that's, that's not going to work. And so um, Sterling in Zero SSC had actually used some of your State of the Hobby survey results in um, – a presentation that he and I made at, at uh, Collinsville here a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, maybe I better get a hold of Dustin and see if he can help out. And, and you did. You, you got me enough numbers that I could uh, kind of make an estimate on uh, how many young hams we had. And so we ended up, we ended up kind of rounding it off about 7,000 is kind of where yeah. we estimated it. Yeah, and really that's that's a big part of why I do the survey is I, I want folks to be able to use those numbers. And, and every year as the survey grows and I have more and more respondents, uh, I get a better overall picture of things exactly like that. Like what are the age demographics of, of members of the hobby? And, uh, and, and also I had uh, the, same, the same day that you emailed me, I had uh, Josh over at Ham Radio Crash Course email me with the sa- almost the same request. Uh, his stream last week on Saturday uh, started off a conversation about keeping ham radio relevant, and uh, he used a lot of the slides and, and analytics that I created from 2019 for that. And and I have to tell you, I, I couldn't be more pleased. Um, really, it's a fun. It, this is a fun thing that I like to do every year. But really, uh, it's more rewarding for me to see other people try to use that to generate conversation and and see how we can improve. You know, this hobby here in our local cities and towns and globally, even. Well, Josh has got some cool stuff over at Ham Radio Crash Course, and if you haven't seen that, you need to you need to check that one out because he's got some some cool stuff going on over there. Uh, but you know, it, it's things like that uh, you know that Josh is doing, and then I was working on this. That w- when you write up a, a proposal and you you need some statistics, or you write up a presentation and and you need some numbers to throw out there, there's just not that much you can do. I mean, you can get the the FCC database, and you can get kind of similar things from other countries, but, um, you know, they don't keep track of birth date anymore. And, and you know, that's something that, that's important uh, to get some demographics on the hobby. And so you've kind of stepped in and, and uh, started to fill that gap with this survey. So tell us a little bit about the the survey and how that all got started. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing that I always like to tell folks is that uh, this is not a scientific survey. Um, I'm not a statistician or a data scientist. Uh, You won't find this in any peer-reviewed journal or, or anything like that. Uh, that said, though, I- I'm asking operators for their opinions and for some general information on topics that, that matter to us. And the second part of that is making sure that those results are made public for the whole community uh, to consume. And and that was really critical for me. So this whole venture started back in 2017. Um, I was browsing the amateur radio subreddit. And I noticed uh, sort of a proliferation of these uh, uh, highly specific short surveys that were popping up on there. And I I thought they were really cool. Um, Just to give you an example, it was uh, like, hey, if you're involved in AMSAT, take this quick survey. Or if you're a new ham under the age of 25, take this survey. And, um, you know, for the ones that were applicable to me, I I would take the survey but I never was able to see the results. I, I would give them the data and then off into the ether it would go. So I decided, just being a curious guy myself, 
to create my own survey and and to sort of explore the state of the hobby as a whole. And um, it was uh, it was it was fun uh, in 2017. It was a shorter survey. I had a lot of fun. So uh, in 2018, I decided to do it again, and this time the response rate tripled. Uh, and I thought that that was that was fantastic. So that was sort of the mark. And I said, all right, I'm going to do this annually as sort of a health check. Um, I wanted it to be independent from commercial or regulatory bodies. Um, you know, I didn't want this to be sponsored by a, ma- a radio manufacturer or from uh, you know the FCC or from even our advocacy groups like the AWRL. Although I do appreciate when they promote uh, the the survey each year. Um, so that's sort of how it came to be. Um, and, and I really want to push the results just as hard as I push for people to take the survey. I, I want the, the data to be there, uh, for people to use, um, in conversations, in club meetings, um, wherever they might be talking about things that pertain to, to our hobby. Yeah. And it's, it's very useful. And, and, Anytime you do uh, statistics, or as we here in Indiana say, statistics, um, <laughs> you you got to watch out for having some kind of bias, and you're always going to have some kind of bias. But you know, like you said, if you have a particular manufacturer or a particular organization or something, that skews your numbers. That that changes you know, who participates in the survey and having it independent, I think is a good move because it does reduce some of that bias. Absolutely. And, and I'm the first to admit that, that there still is bias that's contained uh, within my survey and, and sort of a personal goal, goal aside of the survey is every year I try to grow it and, and mature the survey. And, and if I go back and I look at the survey I published in, in 2017, I, I almost cringe a little at some of the ways that I worded questions. And, and I learned from that. I took a lot of feedback from people who reached out to me um, and, and said, hey, I have some suggestions for you. And, and I try to incorporate that and, and mature it each year to reduce that. Uh, but I, I'm the, also the first to admit that it's a very biased survey in terms of uh, specific to U.S. hams. Um, I would love for this to be sort of a, a global uh, survey for radio amateurs across the globe. But a lot of the questions and, and maybe the way that I ask them are targeted to U.S. hams. So, so you're right. In, in anything like this, you have – the concern of bias and and I try to do the best that I can but at the end of the day I'm just a radio operator like like you like everyone else and and I'm asking some questions that hopefully will spark you know some discussion uh, amongst us and, and and that's really the goal well and that brings me to the next question you know what what are you trying to accomplish with uh the results and, and you know if you had you know your dream of of what would come out of this what would that be yeah great question i i think this is the first year where i've really sort of solidified this into uh what i think the survey is and and what i want it to be moving forward and to give you a little bit of backstory here i'm a firm believer in understanding the point a to point b journey where point a represents our current state where we are today and point B represents progress, growth, and success. Uh, it's much easier to get to point B if you know where you're at with point A. Um, you, it's like trying to, to go on a road trip. Uh, if you're trying to get to, to San Francisco, but you have no earthly idea where you are, it can make it a little trickier. So, so really, that's what the goal of the survey is, to help us better understand point A. And then maybe anticipate a little bit of our roadblocks that we're going to have on our way, our way to point B. Uh, so to that end, we have three core tenets for the survey. Uh, the first is spreading awareness in the community. So what what is working in advancing our hobby? What is not working? Uh, what are some new trends that might be appearing? I'll tell you right now, uh, just as a side note. Uh, I could kind of I, I sort of anticipated the FT8 wave before it happened. You can sort of see it in 2017, a little bit in 2018, and then 2019 it was in full bloom. So it's a great way to see some of those those trends as they as they surface. 
Uh, it's a good way to see areas of concern, maybe what are some challenges that we'll have. Um, the, the second tenant that we have is, is sparking conversation among operators. I know I've talked a lot about that already, and I really do want to beat it to death. Um, I want operators to talk about the results. Uh, you know, Do they agree with me? Do they disagree with me? Um, I want clubs discussing the results to say, hey, this is, this is what it says this year. Do we agree with it? Um, do we not? The things that we do agree with, how can we uh, sort of approach that and try to improve the situation? Great example is Josh last week on Ham Radio Crash Course talking about ways we can keep Ham Radio relevant, starting with some of the statistics that I got last year. Uh, so great example of that. And really the last thing is is I want it to be a fun event that people look forward to. Um, I hope people enjoy taking the survey. Um, you know, there's one thing that I've learned since I was licensed, and that's uh, radio amateurs are an opinionated bunch. And uh, I, I hope that they enjoy making those opinions heard uh, on a yearly basis. And then I, I hope that once I get the results, I hope they, they like reading the results and, and find them interested. So really, that's, those are the things that I'm trying to accomplish with this. Well, speaking of the results, are there any that just really surprised you or were there any results you're just like, wow, that, that I just didn't think about that. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm never ceased, uh, to be amazed every single year. And, and there are so many of these surprising or shocking results that, that I'm just going to start talking and feel free to cut me off, uh, when, <laughs> when we hit our time here. So, so the, 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 I'll start with this. Uh, last year I pulled those who were unlicensed but interested in amateur radio. Uh, so I really I wanted the survey to be the, the state of the hobby for those of us who are light, licensed amateurs. But I realized that I had a lot of people who were not licensed but interested who wanted to participate. So I made sort of – I built some logic into the survey. And if they, they were trying to get their license studying or interested, I had a different survey for them. And I found that only 29% of those people were encouraged by an Elmer or a mentor to get licensed. I mean, that to me blows my mind. Only 29% were encouraged by somebody who's currently an amateur radio license uh, holder. Um, I was also surprised that most of them, uh, 86% of those reported not having other members in their family who were radio amateurs. Uh, now, I, that one's a little bit less shocking to me. My grandfather, uh, Larry N8MOM, is a licensed amateur, but my father isn't. It's kind of skipped a generation. Um, but that that was, to me, I think, was, uh, was interesting. And I think finding out what drew these people uh, to radio will be critical in, in keeping the hobby moving forward. We have to figure out what was that, that light bulb that said, Hey, I want to do this. Um, so that, you know, that was, I think that was really interesting. Uh, yeah. Year, it, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of surprising in working with, um, the young hams so much is, you know, a lot of young hams get in because, you know, dad did it. Grandpa did it, that kind of thing. But, Yet some of them that we're getting right now that that have really, you know, rose to the top, that they have no other connection with family, and it's it's really surprising. It is right now. My son Riley is actually taking a technician class. They offer it in traditionally in the fall at the Red Cross in in my town here, and uh, it's the same class that I took many years ago. And there's there's three. Uh, folks in that class under the age of 25, my son included. Uh, now, two of them have family members who are, are radio amateurs. The other one doesn't. And he said that he was interested because I made sure to, to corner him and ask him. Uh, he said he's a pilot. He's he's going to Western Michigan University to be a, a pilot. And uh, he they use radio communications there. And he thought it was a, a interesting hobby. So, uh, you know, obviously, I think there's some some work we can do in in figuring out what that uh, that aha moment was. 
Now, uh, there was a question that I asked last year that uh, I have to say was sort of a guilty pleasure. Um, you would be shocked about how many people are offended that I refer to amateur radio as a hobby. Uh, I still get emails about that uh, today from last year. Uh, so I decided to ask, is it a survey? Is it a hobby? Is it an advocation? What is this thing? Uh, now, I'll, I'm happy to report that 83% of respondents agree that it's uh, both a hobby and a service. Uh, so a large chunk of people, I think it was 99%, uh, say it's at least a hobby. It could also be a service, but it's a hobby. So um, we can put that one to bed, and I don't have to rename my survey. well you know i've been a ham for 40 geez now i can't even remember 44 years now and still when somebody asks ham radio what's that there's not a quick way to answer that i mean that's like an hour-long discussion (laughs) And so, you know, you start talking about it being a hobby, but then you start talking about all the service and it's like, what is it? And so I I think you're, you're right on the money there that, you know, some people will, will see it as a hobby and they're just on, you know, to, to get on the air and talk to people. And then there's other people who are really into the service part and want to do all the, the public service events and, and that kind of thing. And, and there's so many different ways that you can go and branches that you can go out that, that not everybody's going to see it that way. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's so, it's such a multifaceted hobby or service, whichever you prefer that, uh, <laughs> however, uh, however you do it is, is fine with me. Um, there, there was another thing that I think, Probably the the uh, the result that most surprised me was the impact of having other family members, your spouse included, who also participate. And and I ask uh, I ask folks uh, how long they've been licensed and how long they've been active. I think it's important to understand the difference, and if there's a gap, understand why. And I found that if you have uh, other family members who are are hams. Um, on average, you'll be licensed for two years longer than someone who doesn't, and you'll be active for six years longer than than their counterparts. So it's it's a definitely a driving factor in in keeping uh, people active with their license. Um, and I and I think for the spouse, it's very similar. Um, they're they're on average they're licensed uh, around the same, but they're active for five more years than than their counterparts who where their spouse doesn't. So. So I think uh, I think it's important, uh, kind of going back to where we said, you know, eighty eighty six percent of people who aren't licensed don't have other radio amateurs. Well, I I hope that changes because the numbers show it will keep people more active in the hobby for longer. Very good. Well, let's 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 table that one, and we may come back to that after the break here, and and talk a little bit more about some of that. But before we we go to break, we want to talk about this next one that's coming up. Um, You've got a new one that's going to be um, released soon. Uh, You've got a little traveling to do, and and then when you get back, it's going to come out. So tell us how we can participate in the survey and when and, and uh, all the details. Absolutely. So typically I like to run the survey during the month of March, uh, and the results are published mid-March. Uh, I'll be traveling uh, towards the end of February into March this year, so um, it's the survey will run mid-March uh, to mid-April. I don't have an exact date yet, uh, but uh, but look for it during that time frame. Uh, there, there is a change to the survey this year in that it will be completely anonymous. In years past, I've asked for a call sign. Um, and that was uh, some feedback that I received that people didn't like providing that. So this year, uh, no call sign required. It, you can provide it if you'd like, but it's going to be optional. Uh, I generally post on a lot of Facebook radio groups. Uh, QRZ.com usually will put it on their news section. I get a lot of responses from them, so thank you to, to them. Uh, I put it on Reddit and Twitter, so uh, be on the lookout for those. Uh, the best way, though, to connect with us is on our site. It's uh, it's Radio S-O-T-H. That's Radio Sierra Oscar Tango Hotel 
org. Uh, that site has surveys when they're released. It has links to our results and some other information. You can subscribe there so that when the survey is released, you'll get an email. And, uh, and I would love to have everyone take it. Uh, it's an annual survey, so uh, don't feel like you did, if you did it last year or the year before that you don't have to take it. I'd, I'd love for you to take it um, every every single uh, every single year. And, and thank you to those who who spread the word with their podcasts and their blogs and their YouTube videos. Uh, I I couldn't do it without uh, without that help. Yeah, and we can certainly uh, announce it here too uh, when you get ready to uh, to release that. We can. Uh we can mention that here on the show so we'll we'll do that for sure and, and we'll put it out on our uh, social media as well so uh some valuable information and, and statistics uh coming out of this survey so hopefully uh all of you can uh, participate uh when that comes around well we're going to take a break right now and then uh, when we come back uh, we're going to open up the phone lines at 859-982-7373, and we'll check the tweets and uh, see what questions you have for Dustin right after this word from ICOM right here on Ham Talk Live. Get out and be active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. The IC705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilogram or just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touch screen with live band scope and waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery, 10 watts with a power supply. It has sideband, CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions, a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, wireless LAN, micro SD card slot, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, and the speaker mic comes standard and supports QRP operations. The perfect accessory for your IC705 is the optional backpack, LC192, with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at HamTalkLive. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more HamTalkLive. Oh, yeah. You're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. ICOM America brings Ham Talk live your way each and every week. Visit them at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And right now it's time for your call. So if you have a question for Dustin, give us a call right now. At the new phone number, it's 859-982-7373. Again, 859-982-7373. And yeah, you're going to hear music. It's going to, the system's going to pick up and put you on hold. And then it'll uh, forward the calls to us one at a time. So uh, if you get music, that, that you've reached the right place. Uh, you can also tweet us at Ham Talk Live, and if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us because it's Thursday night right now, and and you're not listening to us at Thursday night, so we're not there. So we'll go back to uh, Dustin. We were talking about the um, 
State of the Hobby Survey with Dustin Thomas, N8RMA. And uh, again, uh, we want to take your questions, so give us a call. 859-982-7373 or tweet us at ham talk live and we do have a tweet from jim k5nd a, a regular for the show and uh, jim says uh, fun comment from your guest radio amateurs are opinionated who knew <laughs> no no, he says, I agree. Uh, my tongue in cheek thought is that if you don't like to hear opinions, don't take up a hobby that requires a microphone. Very true. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, everybody's gonna, gonna have an opinion and, and, and some of these questions, uh, definitely, uh, definitely stir up some opinions. So well, you know, and I'll, we'll tell, look I'll tell you, to that. you know, I'll tell you if people are, are on the fence, they're not sure what to call in about, I'll say, you know, going back to what I was surprised about was how reluctant people were to put their call sign to their survey. So, um, you know, if, if you, if you want to talk about why you, you would be reluctant to provide, uh, this type of information with your call sign, I I love to have a conversation. So if you if you have an opinion on that, and I'm guessing that you do out there, call in and and let me know why. Yeah, that's always that's always the trick to call in shows is, is you got to come up with some controversy to get people to <laughs> to call in. So here we go. We, we we can come up with a bunch of them. You know, we 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 can go for the. For the what was it that you, were, you said was on last hobby year? The Q signals. Oh, yeah, the yeah, hobby or service, and then is it acceptable to use Q signals on voice? And yep, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we can really those, stir it up. Absolutely, yeah. Give us a call. And, and I, I love you know I I get uh, I get so many emails from people who are are mad. I get I get just as many emails from people who really enjoy it and are very complimentary, but. I, I sure I, I actually have this little chart that I made up about my my level of enthusiasm around this this initiative, and it's very very high in January and February, and then March when it releases it plummets, and it's <laughs> an all time low in in April, and then it stays real low until maybe Thanksgiving, and then I suddenly get amnesia, and then it it, it shoots right back up, and I'm ready to go for the next year, you know. <laughs> Oh yes, oh yes, and, and and trust me, being a host of a of a internet radio show, yeah, that happens too. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, these people on QRZ forums are driving me nuts. How am I ever going to live with myself? And then, oh yeah, oh well, time for another episode next week. So. Yeah. 859-982-7373 is the number. And uh can you give us uh, maybe a few statistics uh from the survey uh, about who is responding? Uh yeah, yeah. So actually let me pull up last year's survey here and so much I, I don't have much of it memorized here. Uh so at least in terms of of my responses from last year, a large majority of them uh, were from QRZ.com, uh, 44%, uh, which is a great chunk. Uh, Facebook was uh, 19% of the uh, the responses. Uh, email, I was very surprised, uh, came in at about 15%. Um, and uh, amateur radio sites or blogs was 7 with Reddit being 6 and uh you know that was something else that surprised me um you know the the user base of reddit uh that community is is a great age demographic that i i would love to get the opinions of that group roughly 55% of the reddit user base is under the age of 49 and i would love to get more responses from them but but every single year i post it it's downvoted immediately and it's lost in obscura and a, a lot of people reach out to me and say, I didn't even see it on Reddit when you posted it because it immediately goes away. So a um, little disappointing. So if you're listening out there and you're on Reddit, help me out this year and, and give me an upvote <laughs> when I post it. Boost that up a bit. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, but well, that's, that's really it. That's it. And uh, you know, I'll tell you some some other fun statistics that I found was that the the average operator owns three and a half HTs. Uh, I thought that was interesting because we always talk about how many we have laying around. That I look, I turn around and look, and I have four on my desk. So that's perfect, right? But I want to know how, how do you get the half? <laughs> Balfang, you guess. take the bat. Yeah, you Balfang. That's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> Oh, oh! Now we got to hit the Balfang button here, um, but but yeah, you you just take the ba- the ba- well, the battery wouldn't be half. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Let's see. I've got one, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm a little over average. Well, there you go. Someone out there three has uh, two, and they sort of make up make up the difference there, and. Yeah, you know, and another thing that I found interesting that I learned this year was that uh, that the average operator spends twenty eight hours a month operating, uh, which that's a lot. I think I don't I don't think I spend that much, but it was interesting. So twenty eight hours a month operating, uh, making sixty on, on average sixty five contacts per month. I thought that was kind of interesting. To ah, know. So yeah, so where is. where do you fit? Are you above average, below average there? Oh, I, I'd say I'm I'm probably below average because I spend all my time working on, uh, you know, shows and newsline and youth and. <laughs> 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 there, the there's a bunch of us that that are like, you know, I know I've heard Ward Silver in Zero AX say this. It's like. I'm never on the air because I'm spending so much time doing all this stuff to promote people being on the air and help people be on the air that I'm never on the air. And, and, you know, and in my role, that's been kind of the case because like, even at field day, it's like, can I get on the air for an hour? Can I, can I just like, can I just like run for a while? Because I'm, you know, always coaching and, you know, taking care of this, taking care of that. And and it's like, you know, I help everybody else get on. And it's like, I want to get on for a while. (laughs) I, yep. I completely, I completely understand. I, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that the survey takes a lot of time. It's, um, it's about 40 hours worth of work. Uh, it's maybe 10 hours in preparation and then maybe 30 with the analysis. Um, so over the course of that six weeks, I'm spending maybe 40 hours on it, but then I sort of get an, a year to relax, right. Or, or 10 months to relax. Um, then I can, I can operate, uh, within, within that time frame. Yeah. So, so is the, the time frame that you chose for the survey in March, is there a strategy to that? There, there wasn't. Uh, I think uh, it, it spawned from the first survey in 2017. And it just happened to be I did that year. I did two weeks in March, um, and found that it wasn't enough, and just decided, well, all right, uh, I'm going to try this again in 2018, and might as well keep it at the same time. But I'm going to open it up to four weeks first two. Um, and it, it just kind of, uh, it just kind of stuck, you know, it sort of works out too. I, th- I, I hear a lot of clubs during the summer, um, aren't, aren't doing a lot until field day, right? It seems like field days, their summer activity. Uh, so in, in March leading up to April is sort of the end of their club year. So I, I think it works out, works out fairly, fairly well. Yeah. I, you know, I think, uh, contest season is kind of kind of winding down a little bit and and you know we got hamvention coming up and you know so i think it's a a good time to do it um well let's let's talk a little bit about you know the future and i don't want you to to give away anything that, that would affect the results of the survey but um but you know, do you have anything new that's coming up this year or maybe in in 2021 uh that you're kind of thinking, you know, a, a direction you might head in the future with this. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, uh, so a couple of things, uh, almost any new question that I've added to the survey, uh, comes purely at the suggestion of others. Uh, so this year there's going to be a field towards the end where if you have a question that you'd like to see on the survey, uh, you can throw it on there. I'll take a look at all of those. Uh, you can always drop me an email as well. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. 
Um, and, and while I try to approach this holistically, uh, like I mentioned before, the survey topics do tend to slant more towards U.S. hams. So um, I, in the future, I'd love to, to partner with some hams that are outside the U.S. and uh, that are interested in being a part of the survey and, and kind of helping shape it uh, for a more global reach. Uh, specifically for 2020, a uh, couple of new questions that I'll be asking, and I don't mind giving these away now. Um, I'm asking about uh, DVAPs and hotspots, jumbo spots, um, whether you have one, whether you don't. Um, I'm asking about space weather. I'm asking about vintage radios. Uh, and I'm also going to be asking about remote ham stations. And, and all four of those came from uh, folks on, on Twitter or on the blog or email saying, hey, I'd like to know more about that. So um, that's, that's sort of what's, what's new, where I'd like to take it. Um, I, I, am, I do have a Patreon open on the blog if you'd like to donate to this initiative. It's not about making money. Um, I would like to move to a more robust survey platform. Currently, I'm using uh, Google Survey. There's some better ones out there, um, but they uh, they can be quite pricey. So uh, that's going to be new uh, if if people want to donate, and if they don't, that's fine. Uh, it that's not a problem. That's that's not why I do it. Um, and and lastly, I, I'd like to see more people, more return visitors uh, to the survey. Uh, in 2018, seven percent were return visitors. Uh, last year, it was fifteen percent. Um, I'd love for it to be closer to 50% uh, in 2020 and then 75% in 2021. Um, I'd like to get the, the people who previously took it back and then and then new folks to join in. All right. Sounds like a good plan. And uh, I wish you uh, continued success because these statistics are are really important uh, whenever we're, we're trying to plan and, and promote and do things. Um, it's, it's really good to have the numbers to back things up and, and you're really the only source of that (laughs) on a large scale at this point. So, uh, we appreciate all of your work on all of this and, um, we have, have come to the end of our time. So, uh, let me check the tweets here one more time and see if we have anything here and then uh let me give you a chance to just throw out any final comments anything we missed along the way uh feel free to to do that and and we'll wrap things up yeah absolutely so um you know the the thing i i I want folks to know is that uh i want this to be fun i want this to be interesting uh there's a section towards the end uh that has uh just a long uh text field we call them verbatims um please uh put your opinions in there i love reading them i read every single one um i read all three thousand of them um I, i love to read what drew people to the hobby um, I, I love to read uh, what they want to see on on future surveys. So, um, you know, and, and if you have a, a ham radio blog or Facebook group or a club, you know, please mention that this is coming and and steer your uh, your fellow hams to that. Uh, and then and then Neil, to you, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, congratulations on nearing that uh, that 200 uh, episode mark. Uh, very impressive. And uh, thank you for the work that you do with the Youth on the Air. Um, I, I just heard about it from Sterling uh, this this year and uh, real excited about uh, where that will go. So thank you for, for doing that. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you for helping us out with some numbers to, uh, to help out our young hams over uh, in Europe and, and also – Um, in planning things over here on this side of the pond so thanks so much for for all you do and let's let's go through the website again one more time just to make sure everybody knows where to find this next month yep it's going to be uh www.radiosoth that's radio sierra oscar tango hotel.org i got that from radio state of the hobby uh, you can always just go to uh, to Google 
and type in uh, Radio State of the Hobby, you'll find it. Um, and I have a link on my QRZ profile as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, have have a great time traveling. And we look forward to seeing the survey coming out here in about a month. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest, Dustin Thomas, N8RMA, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and typing in. And I invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when, yes, it's episode number 200. And we're going to give away uh, a bunch of prizes and take a look back at the first 199 episodes. So make sure you come back to hamtalklive.com next Thursday night, and uh, we're going to take your calls. Uh, We're not going to have a guest next week. We're going to play some clips from previous episodes, and we're going to take some calls to uh, give away some stuff. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that next week. So be sure to tune in for that. I do want to make one final announcement here. I was emailing with uh, Carol Perry, WB2MGP, and she wanted to let everybody know that she is accepting nominations now for the Young Ham Lens a Hand Contest. This is an annual contest uh, that's given away at the Dayton Hamvention Youth Forum for any young ham, and that's defined as age 19 or younger, who has demonstrated um, some basic tenets of service and volunteerism. Um, so you can nominate somebody for that award. Um, it could be somebody who helps recruit and mentor other young people, uh, helps at local community events or helps some way with the elderly or military personnel in the community, anything that they do that lends a hand, um, and they're a ham. Those are the people that she's looking for. So all nominations can be sent to WB2MGP, that's Whiskey Bravo 2, Mike Golf Papa at gmail.com before the end of April. And the winner will be announced at her youth forum at the Dayton Hamvention. And that's a $100 prize for the young ham. So uh, make sure you get your nominations in for that. And also, if you like Ham Talk Live, if you like the show here, please leave us a review. That that really helps us out. So um, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. So this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Right back to my CQ call You read ability five and strength nine You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked for hours and hours I completely forgot you're a ham I don't know your power or the height of your tower Frankly, I don't give a damn for 73s to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. Your 73s to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log.